0: Welcome to our wacky podcast. <laughs> I'm Ethan, and I'm here with Jacob, Charlie, and Ryan. And today we will be discussing pages three through one hundred and forty-two in *The Power of One*, a novel by Bryce Courtney. Uh, so I guess
1: I, I guess I'll get the ball rolling. Um, I'm Jacob Blue, and I was the illustrator for today's uh, reading. And I'll have each of my co-workers take a look at my drawing. Uh, I drew the sweet potato. Let interesting, them interesting. put some input on my, my illustration. Why did you choose to draw the sweet potato? Well, everyone's, everyone's got to pass around and think about it. Mm-hmm. Think, why, why would I draw the sweet potato? Yeah, I'm thinking.
2: It's a very nice illustration. It is very good. PK does say it's his favorite food. I'm afraid I'll not be able to do that well.
1: Oh, you yeah, really, you really set the bar kind high. This like one. a kidney bean. Yeah, but you see the potatoes in the bottom, right? Yeah. Huh? Mm. Yeah. are those, the little cut up potatoes. So that's a, that's like a sweet potato, I and mean, you cut it up. Have you ever eaten sweet potato before? Yeah. They're very sweet. Yeah. Like a potato, but sweeter. So then, mm. yeah, you know, nice. The reason I chose this is because on page thirteen, PK says there's something about a sweet potato that cheers you up when you are low, and celebrates with you when you are happy. And so I think this is a theme that we'll see throughout the book, the sweet potato. because P.K. said multiple times, it's his favorite food. And he seems to go through a lot of hard challenges, so I feel like a sweet
0: potato will get him through. Oh, nice. Mm. Alright, I, I have a question for the group. Do you think that it is symbolic retribution that uh, Merv Rao, who punished P.K. for wetting his bed, ended up wetting herself? When she was scared. First off, she could you, you explain she to our can. audience what symbolic retribution means? Yeah. It's basically, uh, you get what you put out. They put it the
3: spot. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like karma. Like yeah.
0: So, in Dante's Inferno, when...
1: <laughs> we'll flack it. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Alright.
0: I don't know where I was going
3: I'm gonna pass it to Ryan. <laughs> okay. I think it's I think it's good to show that uh, they're they both dislike each other but they're both still human and both, they both have failures. So it's kinda it's kinda symbolic of that. And even though they hate each other they still like suffer some of the same stuff and deal with the same stuff. Yeah.
1: I think the author kinda tossed it in there to add some comedy to it. Because, no, this this kid, P.K., is five years old, and he's already been called, like, a piss cop, and they're all making fun of him and beating him up in the showers. So, to have someone of power and authority uh, pee their pants, uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, so, it it keeps some, the story a little yeah, bit started
2: Like, uh, committed relief? relief to the story. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the story, it's kind of, like, all sad. See, uh, P.K. just getting, like, beat up and... You're in on. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're done. I think uh, it really adds something to me. <laughs> All right. So, why do you think that the magic old medicine man liked PK so much? Mm, I like, would have to say I don't know.
2: Maybe it's because like he's different, kind of, in a way. So he kind of
3: he kind of like thought he was special in a way. So. Yeah. And then you showed him the dream world. Yeah, I think he, he kind of sees it, and so does uh, Popular in the story that he's a really strong kid and has a lot of courage, and just could sense that on him. And he really was drawn to that. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, do you think that PK found a friend in Grandpa Chook as a way to help him feel comfortable and cope with all the hardships he was going through? I I would say that he did find a friend in
1: Grandpa Chook because it kind of reminded him of home and of his nanny, and so PK's two best friends were, before he met Hoppy, were his nanny and Grandpa Chook, and they are what helped get him through his first two semesters at boarding school while he was basically going through hell with the judge and all of his Nazi friends. Yeah, I feel like Grandpa Chook was the only real friend he had at boarding school
2: because um, everyone else... Like Jacob said, was just, like, bullied him and tortured him. But Grandpa Chuck kind of gave him, like, I think uh, PK liked the simplicity of Grandpa Chuck because, like, he's a chicken, so
3: you couldn't really, like, do anything, like, wrong to him. So I think that's why he kind of liked him. I think it also helped him to stay strong, just to have another connection back to home and something that reminded him of his grandpa, who meant a lot to him.
0: All right, the next question. That, uh, Sorry, that actually brings me to my next question. And it's why do you think PK didn't tell any of his teachers or anybody that he was being tortured in school?
3: I think he was just kind of like, I think he would be kind of nervous that they would kind of double the punishment or that they wouldn't really listen to him because they all hated him anyway. So this would just probably maybe add to it. And the heat of the fire. Yeah, I don't think they would listen to him. I think,
2: like, Mavro M- M- would just tell him, like, toughen up. He could be a little baby. You know,
1: he's younger than everyone else. So, I think if he, like, complained, it would only be worse. I feel like he was trying to blend in because uh, PK kept talking about camouflage and how you need yeah. camouflage to blend in. Hmm. and none B- of you get- Mediocre is the best camouflage. Yeah, so just I'm being so- kind of in the middle. You're just being average. You're being normal. Um, none of the other kids were standing up for him, so why would he make a scene for himself and stand up for
3: himself yeah. when he would just, in turn, get beat up for it? Yeah, yeah like, he stood up for himself with uh, the teacher, and then it just ended up turning worse for him. He just kept getting hit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And he got an ear cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's a, it's not, it's not and then he even it. had to lie about it to the doctor. Yeah. yeah. So, you, got, uh, you got a
1: sucker, though, so. Yeah, Two suckers. the raspberry sucker
0: and the green sucker. Yep. <clears throat> Alright, so... Why do you think it was so important for Judge to make P.K. cry? Like, um, I feel like it was... Like, like, even when he was, like, making him eat poop and killed yeah, Grandpa I mean, Chook, he said, he why, why won't you cry? I
3: think he was just trying to, like, I think the tears were kind of symbolic of him, like, finally breaking. Yeah. And I think he was just frustrated with how, like, strong this kid actually was. And basically any other kid would have cried, like, the first time. It was just crazy how strong he was, and he just like finally wanted to put put the finishing touch and finally break this kid once and for all, but he couldn't. It yeah, just made him mad. I feel like he wanted to make him cry to like make himself feel
2: better, like, make himself feel like he was like a
1: good bully, like, you know, not making him cry. Since PK couldn't really stand up for himself, I feel like crying was his way of defying the judge and resisting it by not giving the satisfaction. Because yes. most bullies want a reaction, so yeah. he just wasn't
0: giving a yeah. reaction. Then, uh, why do you think Hoppy wants
3: PK to be a boxer so badly? I think you can see the strength in PK. I mean, he's been through a lot, and I think you could kind of tell it's his personality. I also think he wants him to be a boxer because it's something that he sees he could maybe be good at. Yeah, I think, um... Since P.K. has a lot of, like, mental
2: strength because of what all he's been through, and he's a smart kid, so... And boxing is a lot of, like, mental, like, preparation and during the fight if he's smart. So, I think P.K., Hoppy sees that P.K. is pretty fit to be a boxer.
1: Yeah, Uh, and it's, like they said, the mental strength of P.K. And then, on page 73, um, Hoppy tells... PK that the person he lost to the last time Poppy got beat by an English who is also a, a ruin neck and that's what they call PK so i think he's trying to give PK a little hope
0: and something to strive for with his life nice. so i just want to talk about like the bowers and the whole kind of like the boars and the whole uh, like hate that's kind of been going around so is it like the Boers and the English, are they both like colonists kind of? Like they're both white people who came from Europe? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So then why do the Boers and everybody hate the English so much?
1: Well, so, so the Boers, it Boers says are here the English. Yeah, the, I thought the Boers were like. No, no, the Boers. Oh no, the Afrikaners are the Dutch. Yeah. It says the Boer. It says right here B O E R. The boar is a farmer or African-speaking South African, so I think it's like a bunch of farmers and uh, Afrikaans. But then the B O R E, um, they they belong to the Boers, and it's a farm sausage. So. <laughs> I don't yeah, really. The Afrikaans are the Dutch settlers. Yeah. Oh really?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not set on that. Alright now I'll go, I was addiction detection detective and the first quote I pulled came from page 36 right after Dr. Henny just uh, helped PK and stitched him up and afterwards he says, we're all South Africans son, don't let anyone tell you otherwise, don't let anyone ever tell you anything else and this is, I chose this because it's really strong and it kind of comes as like a good voice to him at a time when everyone's hating him just for a group that he belongs to. And I think it's really powerful because it comes at a time when he's kind of down and he's getting really like hated and discriminated against and it just reminds him, just keep on plugging and don't
0: stick your head out too much. Yeah, no, I think it shows him that not everybody is like Hitler and full of hate and that there's still hope that there's people on his side and that People still like him for who he is, and doesn't have to be beaten up and to like tortured his whole life. I think just like gave him hope.
3: Then the second quote I took was from page 31, and it's when the judge is torturing him, and he says, "You must be punished for killing 26,000 boy, women, and children." And I think this part is really powerful because it talks a lot about the racism that's going on, and. He never directly did anything against them, but he says you must be punished even though he didn't do anything. Which I think is really strong because they hate him just for a group that he belongs to. And he didn't even do anything against these people. And they just hate him because of a group he belongs to. And I think using you really speaks a lot about the racism and how he didn't do anything but he's still being punished for being part of a group. Yeah. Uh, then the last quote I took was from page 72, and it's uh, he's talking to happy and he says, "I'm not the next welterweight contender, Mr. Gormwald. I'm just a Verdon Runic," and I think this is really powerful because it shows that he's kind of starting to be beaten down by the bullies because he thinks of himself just as a Verdon uh, Runic, and which means like damn Runic, and he starts to maybe think negatively of himself, but. I think having Hoppy as a friend really helps him a lot, helps him to maybe think more positively of himself and
1: start to grow. Yeah, I think Hoppy definitely gave uh, P.K. a little bit of self-esteem that he was lacking, because yeah. he had just been beaten down every day for the last six months. So. Yeah.
0: You know, I think Hoppy taught P.K. like a big lesson, like even though he was only with him for like a day or two, he taught him about how small can beat big when he beat Jack Hammer, and how brains can win fights, and you don't just have to rely on being big to do good. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. No. yeah and then on the last quote I have is from page 103, and I chose it because it's about the book, and it talks about the power of one, and he says, he had given me the power of one, one idea, one heart, one mind, one plan, one determination, and I think this is really powerful because there's several times throughout the chapters that we read where he's not telling a story anymore. He's kind of looking back and reflecting. I think he's probably really, really grateful for his time with Hoppy, even though he loses him as a friend. And we don't know yet, but he might never see him again, but he's still, he's sad, but he's still really grateful for all that he's done for him in his life. Yeah, so that kind of connects with uh, what I had. I was
2: the bridge builder. And one of the events from the book, um, that I chose was when PK meet Hoppy and like the time that PK spent with Hoppy and I connected this to our world or it was like a connection to text and uh, our world today and I connected that Hoppy's relationship with PK is similar of like Jesus and his apostles because Jesus is someone who the apostles like look up to and admired just like Hoppy um Hoppy plays that role for P.K. And Hoppy was really the first person to treat P.K. with respect and kindness since, like, his nanny did. Um, And Hoppy pretty much takes P.K. under his wing and teaches him (coughs) valuable lessons. Like when P.K. tells him, or when Hoppy tells P.K., he says, But remember, you have to have a plan. And also, first with the head and then with the heart. That's how a man stays ahead from the start. I think that this quote will really, like, help PK as he goes along in life, because if he remembers that, I feel like he'll have the strength to, like, overcome anything. Um, so, yeah. And then another connection I had, I made um, was, like, was it was between, like, the bullying that PK faced at the boarding school, and I connected this to Our World Today uh, with a big problem that is bullying in our community. Um, I feel like bullying takes place when a group of kids sees like a weak, link, a weak link or someone who is different and they target this person, usually just for like their enjoyment or sometimes it's because they're jealous of them. But in this story, I feel like the kid bullied PK because he is different and because
1: his snake doesn't have a hat um, I just, i like to ask you a question. Do you think that's bullying, or do you think that's a step or two up from bullying? Because this it, was, I think, this was every day, and he had friends with him. Like, when I think of bullying, I think, like, he called a kid a butthead, and he gets Well, a there's, like,
0: different forms of like, like, I, think different they, I think they, I think they took bullying. it further than just bullying. I don't
1: know what it's called. Maybe, like, it was, I don't think it's torture, but, like, they peed on him a bunch. Yeah. They made well, him eat poop. I they ended up, killed they killed his bird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Torture
0: is just extreme. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were I mean, seriously,
1: just... when you throw fire and it's not a kid's pants, that's terrible. But yeah. yeah. Well, they made him like
0: sit there with a metal a iron bar. Yeah. yeah.
1: Really got him jacked though. No, I'm sure he get good shoulders. Yeah. He doesn't skip shoulder day. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Or four. No, never. So anyway,
2: uh, back to the topic of Bullets. <coughs> I feel like this, like what he went through, is actually gonna help him in the end because he developed a very strong mental strength. So that strength within him is going to help him in the future. Maybe if he becomes a boxer, that mental strength will
1: help him. That could happen the next world weight champion. Yeah. Cuz yeah, they they hyped him up quite yeah, a bit it did. and so then like how everyone starts
3: addressing him as that. Yeah. Uh, next world weight contender.
1: Yeah, and then on my copy of the book, he doesn't have it, but there's a pair of boxing gloves hanging down. So, Could be so we know so
0: boxing so plays and how it went, other oh, than yeah. just the first eight chapters. Yeah. I would um, like to talk about a Big Hedy and a her time on the train. I, I liked Big Hedy, but I yeah, feel like she, she was needs a, to take care of herself She a was a really funny yeah.
3: character, I think. But. Yeah, she also taught him some lessons about pride mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, courage. She, yeah, she has a really sad story, okay. though, and I think maybe if she lived today she would maybe have gotten some help because she was abused by uh, her husband.
0: You know, I have a... But she loved him. Yeah, Even she loved you know, I have does. a quote from that. She says, "A like, good beating never hurt anyone.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's kind of sad because then she kind of results to eating. Like, I think at one point she like, says, rather die eating than starving and that's what ends up yeah. kind of happening to her. She but probably think, eats for comfort. Yeah. 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 probably it helps her, like, really cope with the... Mm-hmm, the domestic violence which is really sad. Yeah today she definitely could have gotten some help. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of a different, they kind of had a different mentality about mental illnesses back then, and I think that kind of reflects it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I thought Big Haley was a nice character. It was kind of sad when she died, though, because mm-hmm. she was just yeah. so big, they couldn't get off the
3: train. Yeah, I think it's just kind of sad for, it. PK says it's really sad for him. Yeah, yeah he said it would different than then when he took because... Because when Grandpa Chuck died, he kind of went out on a high note, kind of, like, showing the boys what up by yeah. pooping in the mouth. <laughs> like, she kind of like died. Yeah, she kind of died and a really low. helpless at yeah. a low, low moment in her life. Yeah.
1: I think it's hard for PK, too, because he's only
3: six years old. Yeah. He and he's already... He's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he went through a lot in two days. And yeah. I feel like
1: uh, she
2: kind of, like, played a role that his mother really didn't play. Like, she uh, kind of, like, yeah. taught him things. I think but now, the, now that knows mother's back, really no like,
0: she's... She says, like, she's different. Yeah, she's different. Yeah, She's a
3: born-again Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So she got mistaken for a war one. Yeah. And taken yeah. Constant, constant Yeah, I think that concentration can't
0: probably messed her up. Oh, yeah. Like that. Was that where she actually went? Or is that just where PK yeah, said? That's, he said that's he where he, he said. That. I think she had to sew stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 he got way. that jumper. Nope. Yep. Oh, the red jumper. That he buried out Grandpa yeah. Do you think that his mom really didn't bring nanny back because she was jealous that pk liked the nanny more than her i've never thought about that that's, that's a, a good question. question that could be a, i feel like that is about at first she told him that it was because he was too old to have a nanny and then the second time she gave him like a new reason to like god told her the nanny had the devil in her or right? because she wouldn't convert
3: to being yeah. a christian because well, she does she kind of does have those like beliefs with them yeah. like, the medicine that align more with, like the the Kasi yeah, Kasi because, Kasi. Yeah, yeah so maybe she just didn't like her for that too for a really maybe it was actually a religious
2: beliefs. I feel like yeah. it could also be because like his mother wants to make up for what she didn't do yeah well she could yeah because yeah, like of her nervous breakdowns so cause maybe she, she wants Christmas to like life. yeah because she was gone so maybe she wants to like make up for it now yeah but
3: yeah, he really had a crazy 24 hours zone, that's a lot for a kid to go through. Yeah, he's six years old. He, he made he made a best friend, saw him at his high, and then just kind of had to leave him yeah, behind. Him. Then he made kind of a new friend, Big Heady, and, and kind of came closer, and she died. Yeah. So pretty much his three, pretty much,
2: main friends have left him. Yeah, yeah they all left him with, like, it, advice, yeah, they all taught him. him. They gave something. him yeah. knowledge, yeah, Yeah, yeah. will help him
3: I think that was in cool. the future. I, I also thought it was funny when he bet on Hoppy, and with the waiter, the one shilling. Yeah, the one shilling. He get ten back. And bag. then he got ten back, but then he said, oh, "Man, I can buy 120 suckers like yeah. this." And I just thought that really, really showed how like little he actually was, and that was like the first thing he thought yeah. of. Yeah. It's a lot for a kid to go through. All
0: right, and that will conclude it for this wacky podcast. <laughs>